sometimes we're psychologists, sometimes we're, we need to be caregivers. There's a lot of different dynamics in this industry, and I'm sure you see that too. So they have to have good moral compass, good values, I think, and uh, be personable and just understand that customer experience. Welcome to Real Sask, a podcast about the real estate in Saskatchewan with your host, Atif. Welcome to Real Sask, a podcast where I get together with professionals and discuss the real estate trends in Saskatchewan. I'm your host, Atif, and today we have a guest speaker, Peter Follis from Coldwell Banker Local Realty. Thank you for joining us today, Peter. You're very welcome. I appreciate it and looking forward to doing this with you. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. So let's get to it. So who's Peter? How did you get into real estate? Well, my name is Peter Forlis. Thanks again. I had always been an entrepreneur. I had run various restaurants, various sales positions in my younger years between managing some jump.ca's, which is a local business here, and then moving over to their uh, sister company, IQmetrics. I'd always been in customer-facing sales roles. And I think one of the people at IQmetrics, his name is Scott McGilvery, he said, and it'll always stick in my head, he said, Peter Forlis is one of the most natural sales people I've ever met. And it's one of the compliments that I've always kind of held really near and dear to my heart because he's got a background in sales and marketing. And to hit with him, pretty fantastic. So I left that sales role at IQmetrics, I think back in 2009. And I just, I was in a transition period and I had some friends in real estate. So I was going to look at commercial real estate, but my friend Danny Green, who's a Remax agent in Calgary, Alberta right now, he said, don't do it. It might take too long for you to earn a living. So I think you're better suited for residential real estate. And the rest was history. I started working October 6th of 2009. And I think I'm going to be getting into my 15th year right away here. So wow, uh, that's a long time. Been a bit. Yeah, actually, I thought for some reason you've been doing it for longer than 15 years too. It's because I look old. No, I you. <laughs> I don't know about that. You look, trust me, you look way younger than me. But since I started doing mortgages and it's been like five, six years, I'm not even trying to like hype you up here, but I'm telling you, everyone have talked about how successful you are, how you've done your real estate business and how you do your business, which is insane because if you think about it, 15 years, in, in, it is long time, but if it's not to be like how well you doing, how successfully you doing your business and everything about like your social media, just your personal branding is amazing. So 15 years, I seriously thought it was way longer. So that's, that's good. Uh -huh. That's really, really good. So Thank you. it's been a 15 years. Tell me about like, you know, personal challenges you had while you started or what's going on now? Like, how do you balance your personal and business life? I think in any full-time sales commission role, it's really hard to get lost in work. I've had this over... <laughs> it took 10 years for my wife and I to figure out how that works. And it's never easy because, you know, when you put your head down and work, sometimes your head doesn't come up <laughs> until, yeah. until your wife smacks it. <laughs> so... Like I said, it did take a lot. Thankfully, my wife, uh, her mother was a real estate agent in California. So she got the gig. She understood the hours. She understood the work, the dedication. Yeah. So it wasn't as hard, but it was still a challenge, especially you know when we started having children. Uh, my kids are just... Kate, my oldest, just turned 10. 
and my youngest is going to be eight right away. So that changes everything. And <laughs> as a good dad, I always want to be yeah. around. So we knew something had to change. I brought on an assistant about seven years ago. I think I've been working with a full-time assistant in my, we'll just say my sphere. And that allowed me to be with my family more. Yeah. It allowed me to work more, <laughs> yeah. but it allowed me to work different and be home more as well. So that freed up a lot of the time where I'd spend three or four hours at night at home, every night catching up on everything in my inbox or everything I couldn't do because I was driving around. That afforded me a lot of time to do that. And then my partner, Caitlin Brown, helps me out a lot with the social aspect, with anything I need, any support I need. You know, if either of us are away, we are always have each other's back. So since about seven years ago, someone has always had my back to one capacity or another. So it's allowed me to be able to balance out life and work a lot better. So you're saying you have a balance or you don't though? Do you have it a time where you like 7 p.m. You're like, oh, what? No, Peter, decide. That's it. I'm not answering my phone call. Do you do that or you don't? I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. This is the, you know, this is... and that that kind of lends itself to my business and why I think a lot of people might gravitate to me because yeah, it's my time, it's my personal time, but it's also my job. So all the little stuff I can take two minutes here, two minutes there to deal with. I always do because it's my job. So I understand why people don't. That's just not how I'm hardwired myself. So. 11 o'clock at night, my phone is on silent till about 10.30 the next day because, you know, three or four days a week, I'm at the gym. That's a non-negotiable time for me. I'll deal with things in the morning. At those times, for my health, I've got it silenced. But I'll still, there's always still opportunities to deal with anything pressing. And then any, anything that isn't pressing just kind of can wait for a little bit. But I know it's just, it's tough. We're in a customer service industry and I've always been... 100% customer service oriented. And I think that's a lot of why I'm good at what I do and I enjoy what I do. And I don't have people complain about it too, too often. And I know they, they tell me that I shouldn't and I get in, you know, I get in trouble from clients sometimes for answering <laughs> calls too late, but it's just, it's in my nature. <laughs> good for you though. It's just, it's been 15 years and thank God we appreciate you taking your time off after 11 PM and not answering phone <laughs> because that is not, there's no balance. Let me tell you that, Peter, you do not have a balance, but that's good because at least you have a good partner and kids and you're still giving them time. Plus you love what you're doing. You've been doing it for 15 years and you see, I had a time where I was seriously same thing till like 11, 12, I would answer phone call, but then I would answer phone call, like stop answering phone call at 7 a.m. in the morning and I got burnt out, right? But now I have exact same thing, 9.30, like in the morning, I don't answer a phone call till 9.30 then I'll start answering phone calls. So I think with our business, what we are in, it's, it's so hard to like just turn off your phone and after 5 p.m. you can't answer clients. It's just, it's so hard, but that's why we have to love what we're doing because you won't be able yeah. to survive for too long. Exactly. Like, I mean, and it's, our work is seasonal too. So yeah. I know myself from the start of April till the end of May or the middle of June, yeah. it's going to be, I'm just going to be busy. busy and yeah. It's been like that for 12 years. So it's just, I know I mentally prepare, but I know that I'll get a little bit bit of reprieve in the summer months and Christmas. And I know how to plan my slow times because they're pretty consistent for the most part. So that's yeah. good. At least you're planning. You're planning what you can do with your and taking time off, right? Because seriously, like I've seen how many videos are coming up. 
And like, you know, I've had a couple of clients, they're working with you. I'm like, there's no way this man is actually taking a time off. And like, that's what I asked. I was telling myself, like, there's no way. And the way your name actually is out there in Regina, that everybody talks so highly about you and say Thank like you. so many good things that Peter's done this or Peter is this. And, and now you're still using technology to like, you know, like posting listing. You're always coming up with different ideas and the videos are just amazing. I love watching videos. Thanks, I'm, not, I'm not talking rude about like real estate, but there's the same thing they post every time. It's just a house and it's a house, but there's always something funny touch up with yours every time. So I'm like, oh, there's a new video. I want to watch it, which is good because you're still trying. And after 15 years, you're still doing different things for your client, right? Yeah. That shows, right? So you've been doing it for so long, Peter, and you've seen up and down 15 years. 2009 was probably just busiest time we ever had, right? What do you think in real estate market was going to happen this year? Ooh, I think our inventory levels will still stay low. I think that with that, I think it'll still be fairly busy for the rest of the year going into next year. Uh, interest rates, I mean, you would be able to answer this better, but from what I understand, they should be going down in the next 12 months a little bit. But I think this is the new reality for people to understand. I think this would have been the new reality back in 2020 had COVID not shown its face. So I think with the stress test over the course of two and a half years, this is where they were gearing towards, but we had a bit of a pandemic happen, <laughs> which yeah. you know put everything over on its head. So I think it's going to remain busy. I think we'll remain short inventory. And I guess, unfortunately for buyers, this is kind of the new reality of what rates are. Yeah. Days of 1.7, 2.1, those are done <laughs> for a while, uh, if we ever see them again. Yeah. But I mean, it's... Everybody needs a roof over the head. So it's just they have to rejig their expectations on what kind of the roof it's going to be, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you're right with, and CC, you're the first one who brought this up about stress tests because when the stress tests came like three, four years ago, everyone was getting upset that they didn't like their uh, stress test, like this, this. Now, actually, if you think about it, renewal time, like I'm dealing with those clients and I'm telling you that's good. There was stress tests in place back in the day. Because yeah. those people would not be able to afford mortgage right now. It's just the payments like my one of my client payments changed to like $1,400, $1,600 a month. So like, you know, if you just think about that, like, you know, that's a big payment difference that it was changed. So the stress test was one of the good thing. And you're right. I personally don't think we ever going to see that 1% to 2% rate that's going to happen. But so you, you personally think the listings, like, you know, we're not going to see that many listing here. So right now, so you're probably seeing more. Is a buyer market or are you saying is a seller market? Well, unfortunately, throughout Canada, they kind of they paint every market with the same brush. So real estate is very regional. I see the market that we're in as a seller's market, providing it's the right property. We do have a lot of stale listings, a lot of old listings, but they're houses that need attention or uh, you know have structural issues, and they they really skew our numbers for what's available on the MLS system. So houses that are coming up that are good quality, nicely finished, priced well, are selling in multiple offer situations a lot of times too. So I don't think it's just every house I see. I think it's more common with other real estate professionals as well. So I love uh, how you guys but, go in details. Like it's insane. Like there's like you know the ones who are doing really well realtors and I talk to a lot of realtors. But the way you actually just took me through this, it's insane because the, the way you're describing the seller market, but what it is and region, like, you know, no one actually think like that. You're right. They just brush 
with one color like this is what it is but the right. way you just took me this is why you're doing good <laughs> this is why you're doing really well how do you stay up to date on it like i understand like you know with what you're thinking what you're telling me right now or what you're predicting but how do you stay up to date on the market my inbox is full of different emails from different real estate websites that i kind of scroll through uh, broadly throughout north america as well as just canadian specific our board office does a good job of publishing information that's kind of it gets texted to me it gets emailed to me so i mean a lot of that information is there our Saskatchewan real estate association reporting is published every month so i've got a lot of different places that i get the information fed to me our office and our broker we have meetings every week with pretty good attendance and all the new stuff all the new information we need to know is always provided to us to keep us out of real estate jail and of course just to keep us fresh and in the know so but yeah i do a lot of extracurricular reading i go to amazon a lot to buy stuff but no just <laughs> delete, delete that uh, with, the, with the pandemic actually in all seriousness uh, i've been trying to support locally as much as possible yes. but you know, i'm just joking about scrolling online i don't you know it's not all real estate all the time um, <laughs> it is you know other stupid stuff too i don't know about that though with what i see out there with your success and the way you've been doing your business is it would be tough for me to believe you do anything else i actually didn't even know you were going <laughs> to the gym till you told me this morning so <laughs> so i don't know you know my very first broker he kind of made it really clear that there's always he taught me a lot of good lessons he taught me a lot of bad lessons too yeah. so i mean he taught me what not to do in real estate as well as some things to do in real estate but he always let me know that it was important to have some non-negotiables in your calendar. So family time, personal time, you know, the charity, the not-for-profit stuff that I do, those are all non-negotiables in my calendar. And while I am real estate busy, I'm also life busy too. So, but those are the things that I don't negotiate with. Those are the things that are hard-coded in my day. And it's really tough to get me off of like, my kid's soccer game or my kid's tempo or a play or working out, which for me is a release. But I always, I have some really great work ideas yeah. while I'm while working know, out, <laughs> while I'm doing squats or doing my bench presses. It's a time where nothing else is happening. So I think about what I'm going to have for dinner or, or <laughs> come up with a different about, video idea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's, it's one of those places where you can get inspired while you're just yeah. being by yourself. And when you have kids, you don't get a lot of that by yourself <laughs> time. You know, I do have a lot of time driving by myself in the car, but I listen to podcasts or something like that. So that's amazing. Let's just <laughs> say if you don't, you've been doing it for so long, you had to choose one thing that you enjoy most about being real estate agent. What would that be? Oh man, there's nothing like giving a family or giving a person the keys to their new home, the keys to their new, the new piece of pride in their life, the thing that they're going to improve, the thing that they're going to build a family in, or they're going to hang pictures in, they're going to come home and kick up their feet every night. There's nothing like giving someone the keys to that asset, helping them build their wealth, helping them get to where they need to be in their life's journey, whether it's their first time home or their third home or their condo in their goal like their golden years there's really nothing nothing does it more for me than that just the mm -hmm. happiness and the, the excitement that 
people have when they remove conditions. I mean, I'm probably sure that you see it too yeah. when people remove conditions and then they're on their way to, yeah, a payment, but a payment that's going to be building them wealth yeah. over the next 20, 25, 30 years, whatever it is. It's really quite amazing. And I'm truly blessed that so many people allow me to do that with them. It's pretty awesome. You're saying that after 15 years being a real estate agent, just good for you. That's that's <laughs> beautiful. That's amazing, right? Like if you think about it, you could have said it differently. Like, you know, I love selling houses, right? Like I love being a realtor because I li love listing houses. Like, the way you just described it, that actually talks or shows that how well you're doing your business and how much you care for the people you're working for, right? Yeah. Good for you. That actually, you know what? I had so many questions before this podcast is how you become successful, how you're doing so good. Like I had so many little details that I wanted to ask you, but the way you answering the questions, actually answering all of them. Just knowing- Well, I told you I talked a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> but not that just the person you are. It's a beautiful thing because there's a different ways to be successful in life. And But just having something that you love what you're doing and you just feel so good while you're doing it is like, you know, nobody can beat that, right? Yeah. For you to be a number one agent, you become a number one agent. You love doing what you're doing, right? So- that's why you're doing so good. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about team questions that I wanted to ask you. That sure. I know. So Caitlin joined five years ago. Caitlin and I have actually done real estate together since 2009. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So she and I started at a little boutique brokerage together. She started, I think, six or seven months before me, actually. We've known each other since 2009. And then we started working together, I think, back in 2018 as a partnership. I call it a dysfunctional partnership. <laughs> I'm, I'm hard to pin down sometimes. So that's a lot of her probably getting frustrated with me sometimes. But but we work really well together. We really complement each other. She is fantastic. She helps me out. I help her out whenever we can. We allow each other to be able to leave, to, to know that when we're gone, there is an extension of us here still. So the people that we're working with know that Caitlin's gone, Pete's gone. It doesn't matter because, you know, Caitlin's gone, Pete's here. Pete's yeah. gone, Caitlin's here. There's someone here to cover everything. Yeah. And when we're working in an industry where everything is timeline, yeah. you can't just say, hey, I'm, I'm gone for three days. <laughs> no. you know. So Because there's always someone on the other end of that telephone if the client chooses to pick it up and make another call, right? So that's really helped both of us for the support aspect. And then, like I said, the social media aspect, the... The back end of Forlis and Brown is really a lot to do with Caitlin and her marketing prowess. Yeah. We work well together. We both have great ideas and we really showcase them. That's amazing. So it's a lot of fun. That's really good. Is Peter looking to grow his team? Like, are you looking to grow what you guys have? Yeah. This year, we're poised to take on some newer agents. So oh, wow. okay. it'll be really good. I'll be able to let my age and wisdom. <laughs> you got so much. Try, try and help some other people. And, you got to you know. share. You got to give it to other people too. <laughs> so when you're looking for a new agent, let's see if any new agent listening right now, what is one thing that you look for them or look in them that you need in your team member? Well, this is going to sound stupid, but <laughs> I think someone, you know, a person that has come from like a service industry or like the restaurant industry that understands the client experience because this job is client experience. And if you want to picture it as someone coming in your door, ordering food and leaving, even though it's a longer process, this is all about client experience. And we've always tried to make it the absolute best client experience possible. 
And I think that when you look at my reviews, I think a lot of times you can see that because I got a ton of reviews and yeah, uh, a lot of people are really, really happy. And that I haven't seen, you know, rarely, rarely are they not because of that client experience from start to finish and everything in between. So service industry experience or customer facing experience is really important in my opinion. So that's one of the things we look at. Personability. I tell everybody that sales starts with one thing that everybody has, and it's a smile and the simple words of hello and good morning. Everybody has that. Yeah. So that's where we'll focus. We'll focus on personability and just, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, of yeah. course, is important because nobody's, nobody's getting paid until they're done working, right? So, yes. and, you know, grit. This is as awesome as I make it sound. It's tough sometimes. Sometimes it's a grind. Sometimes, sometimes we're psychologists. Sometimes we need to be caregivers. There's a lot of different dynamics in this industry, and I'm sure you see that too. Yeah. So they have to have um, good moral compass, yeah. good values, I think, and uh, be personable and just understand that customer experience. Yeah. So if you're coming from a hospitality or like client facing side, like, you know, you have to, right? You have to understand that side because it's a whole process while they're ordering food, like, you know, the service till the end, till the bill they're paying, right? You want to make sure they're in a good place with you. you They're in a good position with you, right? So you're right. That's the biggest thing that you can have. Other things you can teach them, right? You can teach them a lot of things before and after about real estate locations. (laughs) The most important thing is that they come back. Yeah, and that they tell their friends, that's and their it. family, exactly because of you know, the service provided. That's the most important thing, yeah. and I take care of everybody that ever sends me anything. So I that's take good care of them. That's amazing. No, that's a really, really something that I actually never thought of it. I think it's something that people, if people understand, that is the biggest thing in our business. Yes, you like you know, if you take care of that part of our business, everything just comes right. Like your yeah. your knowledge, your success, what you're doing after and before. That just you'll do it. You have to, to be able to grow your business, right? Exactly. If someone has someone like you in the back was teaching them everything, was like 15 years of experience in a bundle, right? People don't understand when they start you without having a support. I seriously, like I did that too, not going to lie. I did it before when I started being a mortgage broker. And that's the one thing I miss is like, I wish I didn't go that route. I actually went under someone else and actually learned from them. But, But I thought I knew, I thought I can do it. And you don't want to pay somebody or you don't, you don't want to be under someone giving them a split, right? Now I'm paying thousands of thousands of dollars. I have two coaches that I'm paying so much money, you, <laughs> so much money because you, you realize that you're trying to skip those years of experience that someone else have. And if somebody's as good as you are with 15 years of experience, I don't think any realtor would need anything else than you. You have everything there, right? Uh, no, I'm always learning. That's the, yeah, that's, but but that's, that's, that's the thing that, again, that's just what you love, what you're doing, right? I don't think you will ever stop. If you're still working till 11 p.m., I have no comments for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can say. Let's go back. Like, you know, last question I want to ask if you go back in time as a realtor, right? If any new realtor is listening right now. So let's say if you're starting today as a brand new realtor, what would you do it differently? I thought about this question last night when I looked at the email that you had sent. And then I thought I was going to say I would start realtoring when I turned 19. I thought that's what I was going to say. But every single lesson I learned from the time I was 19, every job, every venture, every bump, every bruise, that 
made me what I am today. So I wouldn't do anything different. Really? Yeah. Good for you. That's amazing. That's beautiful. You know, you're actually not saying anything bad about the past or what you went, what you went through. That means you're learning. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really, really good. Thank you so much for your time today. How do people find you, Peter? My telephone number, of course, 306-529-0009 or Google Peter Forlis and the Google Juice will take you to my website, Peter, or sorry, uh, forlisandbrown.ca, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, search your name on Google. It'll be everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> With hundreds of Google easy. reviews. Let me I'm tell you that. I'm easy to find. <laughs> you are. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again for your time today and best of luck in your business. Yeah, Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Real Sask. Stay tuned and subscribe to Atif's channel to hear more about real estate in Saskatchewan.